Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Triforce Podcast. Today, uh, I'm here. Hi, I'm Lewis. Hi. Uh, Hi, Lewis. Nice to meet you. God, uh, who are you? Some new, fresh kid on the block? Yeah, wow. I'm ready to go. Wow. Do you have long hair, by the way? Um, Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, You you can join the gang, then. That was the one. I've got enough hair for all three of us. one thing that we check on uh, before... We flax well, had an attempted hair, an attempted wig this morning. What? Um, just before we started, it was a little tickle on his head. He thought, oh, his hair's oh. grown back. <laughs> but no, a fucking it spider. was a spider. A spider. <laughs> you know what? I, I, dreamt, um, oh. I dreamt last night that I had hair. Uh, it's a dream right. I have quite often, obviously. I would, know. yeah. I, I, I dreamt that I had really long, luscious hair. Right. Um, and when I woke up, you know when they say that people who've had a limb am- amputated have a ghost limb? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I could feel the weight of the hair, but I was just really tired. Oh, it wasn't wasn't hair there. And you ran really your tired. fingers through your ghost hair. I, I literally went to touch um, my hair, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a bald fucker. But it was just ten spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if they could just uh, knit me a, a little web of hair, that might be interesting. Yeah, that might be that like a kind of string strings. Well, those um, strings, those handkerchiefs. Yeah. You should get one of those hair nets. You know, like the ones that people wear um, when they're yes. preparing food and stuff. I always find it funny to see a bald person yeah, wearing a hair Yeah, you should put net. one of those on. Because it's obviously like a corporate I, requirement, yeah. right? In like some of these Like, you must places. wear a hair net. It doesn't say if you have hair. It's just like, no, you got to wear one. It's like, I'm bald. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's like, if you set a rule at a corporate level and there's no leeway, you know, it's got to be written very precisely to say, if you have hair, you must wear a hair net. But I mean... You know, geez, I would refuse to wear a hairnet if I was bold. Those things look ridiculous. I read an article this week about going back to work and how corporations have an ideal working environment set up for their staff at their right. offices, right? And so as a result, it was kind of like, I've I've sort of been led to believe over the whole coronavirus thing that actually, it started off like I thought people would go crazy when they're home all the time. But actually, I think it's generally helped. A lot of people have had a better time at home i'm sure some haven't like working perched on the end of their bed or on an uncomfortable desk or having to share a room with their partner and it's like whoever gets to the kitchen table first gets it kind of thing right that sort of thing but i think i read this whole corporate thing about how they were keen to to put their staff back in a controlled environment i was like oh my god it sounds like you know some evil plan to you know enslave people again i I just it just i know it it read in a way that was all i don't know it was it was spun with positivity um and and corporate bullshit yeah well i I think honestly what it boils down to is a lot of middle management is just terrible like they can't um justify 
what they're doing. They can't manage people properly. And the only time they feel like they're managing people properly is when they're just like micromanaging them when they're sitting like right next to them or whatever. Like when I was working, it was the same thing. Like it was always like, can I work from home, please? I hate going to the office. I was always asking to work from home or looking for some excuse to work from home. And there's always so much pushback on it. Like they just would never let you do it because hmm. they it, it was like impossible for them to like measure your your productivity because like they wanted to make sure that you were doing stupid stuff like not taking any longer than one hour exactly for your lunch and stuff like that you know what i mean I, like that that's I, the measure yeah it's I'm so sure stupid. I, I am 100 percent sure we talked about this yeah like, yeah I, I rant about it all the time but, think, but it's i think it, it's it drives me nuts though the mentality is 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 so bad like it's, it's just it's middle managers dude they have to justify their job and their job yeah. is to sit at their desk bash into some calendar when everything's meant to be done yeah. have some piece of software that's for project management and mainly they're just making sure like you said everyone comes back from their lunch break on time and yeah. no one's smoking in the office that's their I, job I, I, I feel like when i had any job though i was constantly able to get my job done in a very short amount of time and then yeah. i just did dosed off for the rest of the day right know, watched tv online and pissed around and idled and just generally chatted to other people just didn't do anything like i and i feel like if i was at home i'd probably be the same amount of productive, you know, maybe, you know, I'd get the same amount of work that I knew I was happy doing and right. could do. And then the rest of the time I'd doss off. Like, yeah. I don't think it's that different. Like, actually working, I, mean, I think the vast majority of companies and things are still going just fine in the in the lockdown. Well, you know, like, I think any, any, any office-based jobs, um, for sure, because they're all using computers anyway. Yeah. I'm sure there are some companies that don't. Um, yeah, I mean things like manufacturing and stuff like that. If you're new, then obviously you don't know what you're doing, and you maybe maybe or if you're if you're in a job where it's like, well, what am I doing today? Yeah. But if anyone who's got a fairly set sort of guideline of what they're doing, they've done it for years. They know what they need to do. But I don't. I don't know if that's do most jobs. I think that that's uh, the maybe. problem is we're looking at it from a sort of officey perspective. But that's not most jobs. Most jobs are service industry jobs, manufacturing jobs, picking things up jobs carrying yeah. to other places jobs you know that that's it and i think a lot of those are the ones that have been affected rather than i mean yeah, yeah. if you work with a computer and most of your transactions with customers are done online you know you basically well they're the sort of ones i'm talking about really yeah, exactly. they're the ones where i where i'm just surprised that the corporates are so like let's get everyone back in so we can put them back under the leash yeah and weird. use the cattle prod to poke them every hour it makes sense for them to want to go back to exactly how things were before though because a lot of things depended on exactly how things were before right like there's there's so much yeah. so much that goes yeah. into it like people a lot of companies need people to be out of their houses i'm sure we talked about this as well but like yeah yeah, yeah they need yeah. people driving so they buy gas they need people out so they buy lunch they need people bored at lunchtime so they go shopping like there's so many businesses that depend on that dead time in the day for so many people to the dead time. To, I mean, but right, but we, we don't yeah. give a shit about the high streets. So why should we, you know, I mean, I, I don't think we can structure society like that, where we say, well, what about the sandwich shops? Like, I, I don't know what to do about it. If, if things change, what it's are we meant difficult. to do? Yeah. I we're mean, not, online shopping very... has devastated the high street. I don't know if you've been to a high street recently. It's fucking dead. Yeah. Like, it's dead. Well, that's been a lot. There's, there's yeah, so, a long so many big brands gone. Yeah. So what are we meant yeah. to do? R roll back and say, no, you can't buy things online? Of course not. 
So it's the same thing. If people now work from home, those industries are going to go under. It sucks. It's, but it's, what, what it's can the you cycle, do? though. You yeah. know, this has been happening since since the dawn of time. That you know, even back in old Egyptian times, people were like, "Well, I'm sick of figs now," and all the old fig farmers go out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's all about the juicy peach. The difference now, with this, though, is that the the change is being forced by like an external thing, right? Like like a virus that nobody has anything any control over. Of course, change is inevitable, but. The, the only change we tend to see is, is change that's brought on by people who are going to definitely capitalize on that change, right? Like there's, a, there's a, a push for change when there's a ton of money to be made. But this kind of change is not wanted because it's things were fine the way they were and people were heading in a, in a certain direction. And then this thing comes out of left field, affects everybody and sort of threatens a new normal or whatever. Yeah. And everybody's like, no, nah, fuck that. Like, that's not the new normal. Like, we're going back to the normal normal so that we can then dictate the new normal and make a lot of money off it, right? Like, no, nobody, nobody's yeah. ready to, like, um, you know, spin this and make money. Well, like, some people are, obviously, but you know what I mean? Like, in, in a general sense. There's a couple sense. of stores that did very well out of the pandemic. Though. Sure, like yeah. The, like the supermarkets and, and, and sort of hardware and, stores yeah. did well and sort of some of these places... Strange, strange necessarily, but anyway, I, I sort of think about jobs and stuff because I watched Sips um, fly over Ottawa uh, on Microsoft Flight Sim on YouTube. Oh yeah, and give us a tour of his hometown. Yeah. And, oh my god, it was so just. I was just just enthralled by your like guided tour of. I'd I'd sit on a bus where you just drove around and told me shit about. It's the AI generated stuff. stuff, so none of it looks. Like right, it right, should, right? right? There's but, no but it's funny when, when someone tours their hometown, it's the kind of tour you get that's more personalized than here is the school, here is the library. This building is famous because in 1512, you know, it's not like that. No, yeah. It's like that's where I worked and that's my friend's house. And it, it feels, I, I think, when you it's look at a town. It's triggering memories, yeah. though, right? Everything you this see. This parking lot is the place where I first did a French kiss for the first time in my life. Um, <laughs> right, it's interesting. Man, I was just, I was going for it. Holy crap, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was, I was oh, ready man. to try my it out anyway. My first French kiss. French-Canadian kiss. I can French remember, remember it very yeah. well. Yeah, French-Canadian kiss. Yeah, you got to fill your mouth with Pepsi first and then... I was going to say garlic, but sure. Yeah, garlic works too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, so it was super nice to see you like be like, oh, that's where you bought bubble gum and that's where I used to work and that's where I used to work. Yeah. And like, just go. Basically, there's just one fucking big street that you wear like a six lane motorway I uh -huh. guess, or freeway, whatever you call it's it. It's very North and American, yeah. There's like a mall on one side and some shit on the other. Then a bit further down, it's like a big suburb on one side and a mall on the other. And then a bit further down, there's yeah. like a big suburb and another big mall. And it's like, it's just kind of, it was it was very American, linear. Just, I don't know, it was cute. Yeah, um, it's nice to I see I mean, it's a newer neighborhood. It. it was built in the 80s. So like, you know, it's very sort of like, um organized and like laid out perfectly so that you know you're when you're commuting home on that six lane motorway there's plenty of places to stop off and buy groceries and fill up your car and stuff like so it's all it's all shit like that like the the sort of like modern modern 
suburban and urban planning sort of stuff you know like you don't you don't get that mm. so much in europe because a lot of the roads are really old right so like the way that cities are designed town centers and stuff are designed are, are really different you think it was designed by a genius it's but there's so much fucking spaghetti junctions oh everywhere. i know it's crazy <laughs> i, I can't believe it but it's I was like there's one fucking road here it, there's so much beauty in the chaos though like i don't know it's just like it, it's just nicer isn't it like I, I like in north america the way things are planned out you got like like you were saying you've got this big like like six eight lane road and then on the side all you see forever are these like lagoon outdoor parking lots and these like outdoor strip malls you know like yeah they'll be like uh, they'll be like the token kfc or something or like a subway building like in the middle of the parking lot somehow just but also the schools building. had parking lots of the stat size as well which surprised me yeah so i was like i was like well, I'm, I'm not used to schools here having gigantic you know no. shopping center style parking lots in front of yeah them. over here parking is like you know it's so it's so few and far between it's impossible to get a decent spot you know like you have to you have to park like at you know a multi-story parking garage or something it's it's very rare that you'll have really convenient access to like a building especially like in in like a city center right it's like it's really built up high streets are usually pedestrianized and everything but like especially out in the suburbs man you can you, like the parking is insane like there's just like a little store that could fit like five people will have hundreds of parking spaces like allocated to it it's insane is that because of the resistance for the cold weather when it blows in the, the winter i like, guess so yeah you, probably everyone has to drive but to get just everything. all the cities in north america are really built up around um cars you know like there's there's, there's definitely you know, even even over here, like I, Jersey's not really a good example because it's such a small place. But like most most roads, you can sort of walk along. You know, but like you go to America and Canada and like you know highways and stuff. No, you, nobody's walking along a highway. Like you you can't really. This <clears> walking walking in America is is very difficult in much of it. Yeah, it's just not possible. The towns aren't built the same way they are over here for sure because yeah. they they didn't. A lot of them didn't grow organically. It's just like estate after estate after estate that were all built because you could buy the land cheaply. They whacked down a hundred identical houses yeah. that all still have huge backyards. Yeah, and then they they connected those vaguely with with lightly paved roads. But I, I mean, I went to L.A. Uh, Inland Empire for anyone that knows it, <laughs> and there's just fucking nowhere to walk. Like the, we we tried to walk. From well, the no, hotel. I remember. Yeah, I, ex exactly. Like I would I we would go and get coffee or something, and they would be like. Uh, I'd be like, oh, can't we walk? And they're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just like, bizarre. What? It's so strange to me. It's alien. Yeah. It's like across. It's like across the road, but that road is just completely inaccessible to pedestrians. Like, yeah. it's, it'd be impossible to cross. There's no lights or anything because people, you know, it's 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 meant for like, you know, through through traffic or whatever. Um, and like, and there's no way you're walking underneath a highway because it's scary and gross. <laughs> like, and, th and there's no, there's no. Um, there's no pavements, like, no. anywhere. We were walking on a pavement because it was in front of a bank, but when the bank's property ended, the pavement stopped. They were like, it was just for show. And then you're just walking on a verge, and people are, like, staring at you from their cars, like, what's wrong with those people? It's like, what is happening? Like, walking is one of the most fundamental human things, walking about. We couldn't do it. It was. It took us forever to get from one place to another. And the hotel was like, you should really take the shuttle bus. 
Like, what the fuck? We don't need to be shuttled. It was with these two Russian lads and we wanted to walk to the target. It took us like 45 minutes. It wasn't far just because we had to navigate this assault course of of impossibility. It was bizarre. We walked through this huge car park for this building. It was like a bank or something. And the car park was like the size of multiple football pitches. And then in the, right in the middle is this bank building. And we're just walking through here like, can we walk here? Is this, is this so loud? But there was no indication you couldn't because it, it hadn't occurred to them that anyone would ever try. It's very weird. Yeah, I'm like, not I, walking it, here. Have, have you guys heard, to change the subject, have you guys heard of Bazooka Joe gum? Sips probably has. Yeah, of course I have, yeah. Never heard Did of it. Did you ever send off? So Bazooka Joe gum was a famously awful chewing gum that you bought and it was like a block of pink yeah, there was always really hard. It was, it was so like, hard, like, like stale. It would shatter your teeth. Like it was, it was always unbelievable. Stale. It was never like fresh. Never. You know, you get like that really fresh, nice, fluffy, rubbery bubble gum. Right. Bazooka Joe that. is not that. <laughs> it's the opposite of that. But it, it came wrapped in two pieces of like greasy, not grease, greasy, like greaseproof paper. Yeah, it was, like, kind of, it was like greasy sort of paper, wasn't it? It was like waxy, right. kind of waxy paper. Yeah, like yeah. wax, waxy. So it had a comic wrapped around it, and then it had the outer wrapping around that, I think. And you sort of yeah. open the gum, and then there was the gum inside a comic starring uh -huh. Bazooka Joe and his gang. Yeah. Um, and it every comic said that you could send away for something. So, for instance, on the Wikipedia page, it's got number 204, free telescope. I don't know why they call it free telescope, because it's not. Get a close-up view of distant planes, buildings, etc. with this powerful telescope. Opens to seven inches. <laughs> planes. I thought it was going to say planets, but no planes. planets. No, it's, a, yeah, yeah, planes. It's, a, it's not like <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's not good. It's not a space telescope. So it's you have to a... send 200 comics or 40 cents and five comics to Bazooka Box 9200, St. Paul's, Minnesota. Wow. I just think it's incredible to me that that people must have sent away for these things. If yeah, you course. ever got any of the Bazooka Joe prizes, let us know. Let us know there what they were like. There must be some. That sounds like a Netflix special right there, PFLEX. On this topic, my son is a avid reader of the Beano, okay? And um, they were doing a competition where you could win a, uh, a Lionel Messi goal and like a ball and stuff like that mm -hmm. so he filled out the form goal. and I love how yeah, it's like your a football just like, knowledge yeah it's like a uh, no it's like a little goal like, so it's like yeah a there's a quarter flag or uh or of the pitch they could want to win a pitch with a bit of the grass uh from a messy i don't know the, don't the fucking it. prize was a small plastic goal with a right. ball with a string okay. attached to the goal okay okay so it wouldn't <laughs> okay, go anywhere really it's like shit. really it was just like a really small kids toy thing so he filled out the form and sent it in, and then a couple of weeks later, this fucking this thing just turns up in the mail with like a, like a certificate saying "Congratulations, you won the competition." <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Is really he good. a member of the Dennis the Menace fan club? I don't. I, I don't think he's a member of the. Oh yeah, you know what? I think he is a member of the. I don't know a if fellow, it's called the Dennis member. the Menace fan club now. I think they might yeah, have changed. I think the I'm name a member it, too. Uh, I, I had a. I had the Nasher badge, which was a cardboard badge with a furry yeah. Nasher sort of ring around his face. Um, I had the, what else? You get a wallet that says you're an official member yeah. of the Dennis the Menace fan club. You get a certificate, um, That stuff is still going. He's got one of those. He got a certificate. Yeah. He got a wallet. He got. I was um, very pleased with myself when that Yeah, arrived. yeah. He loves it. He, he, we got him like, 
last Christmas, we got him like this, like, you know, 80th anniversary edition of the very first Beano comic. Like they re reprinted okay. some of them and stuff. And we put a, put it in his stocking for oh Christmas. Oh my God, I could see that not being incredibly politically correct nowadays. <laughs> but maybe it's, oh, maybe it's, it's okay. Fine, Dennis the Menace like, versus Darky <laughs> the new guy in the neighborhood. It's fine. <laughs> Oh no! Fine. Yeah. Fine. I mean, that's what comics were like back then. All black people had like the their, their face was like completely black with the big lips and all the the googly eyes, everything. That's what, if yeah. you look at comics from like even the sixties and and previous, it was unbelievable. Yeah. In the seventies, there were a lot of comics where I think there was a big splurge on comics that were like you know so and so goes to tame the wilds of Africa and stuff like that. Just deeply, deeply wrong. Uh, and kids grew up reading those. I guess that explains a lot about people's attitudes. I think that generation Tell you what of people. I remember my about Beano. I remember getting the Beano when I was young. I can't have been like more than like your son's age, um, Sips. But I didn't understand the jokes, right? Right. And I don't know whether it's because I was just too young to understand them, or whether I was just stupid uh, and still am or whether the jokes were maybe bad there weren't but enough I remember like there weren't enough fucking your mother jokes in there for my liking <laughs> <laughs> i remember like i've told this before but i remember i would read the beano and every time i would get to the, the punchline i would just not understand that it was the end of the thing and turn over expecting the story to continue yeah and there wasn't any more story so it felt like all i was doing was reading a load of Stories that abruptly ended. Yeah. A sense of a sense of uh, of how life is really. Perhaps that's the job of the beano. Quite philosophical. You think there's going to be more, but there isn't. Right. Honestly, I think you with I a think sense it's of because they have to pump out so many comics per week. Like it must be really hard to pull that thing together. You know, like they, I bet you. Like they have to print on a certain day, and before that, everybody's just losing their mind. Like, the dairy do the comic? Oh God! Like they just like have to pull it all together. They can't. They can't do it. So there's like they probably just end up submitting a bunch of unfinished comics. Like, yeah, we got like eighty percent through this one. We had a great idea for the ending, but ah, no we don't time. Have time. I don't reckon it's that at all. I reckon they're. I reckon that they're the same sort of people that I talked about earlier in the podcast who have done their job for so long. They know exactly how long it'll take them to do their thing in time, and they always do it in time. And maybe they've got a spare one in case of emergency, and that one will go uh, in. So it's, got, it's probably a, quite a chill process, I imagine. They'll have it together. writers who just storyboard it, and then they just give it to the artist, and the artist is just plugging away yeah. all day writing, and then it goes to the inking guy and everything. And the, like it's all written ahead of time because it's not like it needs to be topical. Like Dennis De Menace isn't make. It's not like Private Eye or something. Which amazes me when that comes out. You think, wow, there's so much in Private Eye. There's yeah, so much it's crazy. And it's yeah. very yeah. current, right? It's like yeah. they've obviously they've got. A, I think they have a lot of people, a lot of people. Oh God, yeah. writing, contributing, yeah, uh, yeah contributing. Do, yeah. And I think they can they can adjust the size of it based on how much they've got as well. You know, if they've got more or less, they can. You know, I don't know. It always seems to be pretty much pretty much the same. The adverts in the back of Private Eye. Have you ever read the adverts in the back of Private Eye? No, I haven't. Very strange. Mm. The 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 adverts. I went through like a phase with Private Eye where I read it a lot for like a couple of months. Simon used to get it delivered, so I read it every now and then when it was on his desk. I, I do. Yeah. I, I do. There's sections that I read every week. Like I always read all the, you know, there's all the funny stuff, and then if there's an article about something that grabs me, like sometimes it'll be they they do some actually very important um, sort of investigative. Journalism, really, in, in private eye. In, in this, in the same way that you see, like John Stewart or um, John Oliver nowadays, I guess, like used to, you know, Stephen Colbert are obviously a comedy show, but in a, in a way, they are 
uh, at the forefront of raising awareness about issues which are clearly important. Yeah, yeah. but in an entertaining way. I think that's the thing. I know that John Stewart um, had a big problem where I think it was it might have been Tucker fucking Carlson or it might have been <laughs> it might have been uh, Tucker fucking Carlson. Bill Bill O'Reilly. I can't remember who the fuck talked to him. It was someone, and they said. You don't understand. Oh, I think it was Tucker Carlson, actually, because that little prick, where they, they talked to him about how he didn't understand that he had this responsibility. And they're like, you had so-and-so on your show and you didn't even grill him and all this. And he's like, guys, we're, we're a comedy show. Like, first and foremost, that's what we do. And his point was that the show that leads into them is about, like, animated penguins. That was whatever the show was on Comedy Central <laughs> right. before the Jon Stewart show. And he's like, yeah. if you're looking at us and saying, you're not we're upstanding journalists, it's like, we're, we're not journalists. Like we're just saying, look at this shit. Isn't it funny? How fucked up is this? And making stupid jokes about it. Um, I think it's interesting that that uh, journalists were looking. Well, I call them journalists. Tucker Carlson was looking at him and saying, like, "Oh, you're letting the side down," as if he, he's comparing actual news programs that are deeply serious with fucking John Stewart, who's a stand-up comic, and it was all played for laughs. Like, it wasn't often that you had an episode that was deeply serious. And if you look at uh, John Oliver, it's the same. No, but well, he's, he's well, a I bit mean, more serious, I think. He, I he, think his, I think, wasn't he sort of almost suggesting that John Stewart was trivialising the news by making fun of it, you know, and stuff like this? It's I like, no, I don't think it was that. I think he, he literally was making that. out that he he had a responsibility in all this and he let it down. And he's like, like, because I think he interviewed Obama and I think Tucker Carlson was unhappy that he didn't grill him about something. And John Stewart was like, well, look, it was it was someone he interviewed. And he was like, look, guys, we're a comedy show. Like, if it's not funny, if we if we in the middle of a comedy show have a deeply serious 10 minute discussion with someone, that's not the point. People don't tune in for that. Like, I used to love The Daily Show. It was really fucking funny. Yeah, it went um, on for years, too. Holy it crap. did, yeah. You have serious moments. It's and, so bad you know, now. But that's in the same way that, no, it's, I'm afraid it's not It's not what it used to it's be. It's so sure. bad but, now. But John Oliver's taken over with Last Week Tonight. It's really good, yeah. Coming yeah. back to uh, magazines, I used to have a subscription to um, the New Yorker magazine, which I really enjoyed. I don't know if you guys have ever read that before. Very fancy. Oh well, it's, isn't it quite stiff and sort of boomery and boring? Uh, <laughs> well, parts of it. Some of it is, yeah. But some of, sometimes they had like... I remember this one edition that came out and it was like all short stories and holy shit, it was fucking awesome. Like I never appreciated short stories until I, I read every short story in there. And then I was just like obsessed with short stories for a while. Like I just would seek out all these short stories. Right. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what, what, what it was about them. I, maybe it was just like... Uh, no, I love short stories. It felt stories. like it was just something that you could just, you know, read in, in you know, a, a couple of, you know, like an hour or two. It's a story, but, not, then, but it's short, yeah. And it's just, it was it was just amazing. It was really good. And um, very occasionally they'd have all these, like, interesting articles. Like, I remember reading this article about um, these guys who lived in Brooklyn who had, like, a, a beer company, but they grew, like, all the ingredients on the roof of their building and stuff, and... Uh, I was it, it is all right. Like it was it was it was pretty interesting. I kind of liked it. It sounds like you're basically just browsing Reddit. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, I don't think short stories and yeah. I, I, this is a while shit back. That pops up I mean, on our slash videos. I think this yeah. was like before Reddit. Like, but yeah, it was very much you know. It just like every once in a while there was like some interesting articles or whatever. Do you know what? Fuck, fuck Reddit, man. 
Can we just say that? Can we just say fuck Reddit? It's so bad, dude. I mean, honestly, there are so many shitty communities on there. There's so much karma whoring and shit. People yeah. reposting stuff as their own when it's not. Oh People my god. People just posting a picture of a fucking cat. You're right. So many bad videos. There are some really good subreddits and there are some fucking lousy ones. Then just yeah. the worst thing for me is you look at a post on Reddit and someone will make some stupid, awful joke, and there'll be like a hundred replies to it and people riffing off this same joke, and they're all like anti-funny. It's like the it's like a black hole of humor, Reddit. It just sucks anything funny into it and destroys it. It's it's such an awful thing. And then you look at the power that Reddit has. It's unbelievable because so many filmmakers, TV series makers, game makers, all of them are obsessed with the opinion of Reddit. And I was watching, there's a, a, a woman called Lindsay Ellis who does reviews and sort of uh, lookbacks at TV series and movies and why they're good or bad in her opinion. And she did like, you know, a big thing about The Lord of the Rings and, and The Hobbit and a big thing about Game of Thrones. Yeah, we and, watched all of her stuff. Yeah, Right, she's great. She did one about Game of Thrones and... She, I can't remember, there was another series that she did where the show, the show developers were like pissed off that Reddit had guessed how the show ends right. and changed the ending of the show because of that. Now, I know, I know I have personal experience of companies paying too much attention to Reddit. It does not fucking matter if some twat on Reddit has guessed the ending of the show. This is not your audience. Reddit is the, Reddit is the ultimate sort of like... Um, platform for thinking things are a much bigger deal than they are and thinking that the audience who cares about those things is much bigger than it is when yeah. when really it's not at all. It's not. It's I mean, such it's a not small, like a, small, 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 really insignificant portion of the of the general population. It really but is. It's so easy to 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 fall into the trap of thinking that it's the. It's the it's everything. like it's like the, it's like Twitter as well. People will see an opinion on Twitter, and it's got like a hundred thousand likes or whatever. And people are losing their shit saying, oh my God, this is, you know, this is unbelievable. Everyone's, this opinion is obviously what everyone is thinking, but it's not. No. It's a subset of people. And that's the thing with Reddit, it's the same thing. That I mean, you see people who call themselves, I'm a Redditor, like that's what they do. Like it's a <laughs> fucking profession. No, it's nice. not. I, I go on Reddit sometimes. I like, I like TikTok cringe. I quite like that. Live stream fails. I just look for funny videos and shit. Or li sure. some links to interesting articles, but it's very, very rare that you find a decent subreddit. Uh, most of them are filled with awful I've cleaned people. up my front page over the years to get rid of all of this shit, because just reading the top or popular is just wank. Awful. It's either reposted guff that was lies in the first place, <laughs> right. right? Which you then tell someone as a fact. You're yeah. like, oh, did you know this? That you read as a fucking today I learned or whatever. And you look at it and it's like, oh, it's like reposted 16 times from like over the course of 10 years. And it was bullshit in the first place. Like the one I read last week was um, the fucking... The old, the old word, the medieval word for bear was lost throughout time. Um, and the only the word for bear means brown one because people were scared to say the word bear like it was Lord Voldemort or something and they'd summon a bear. And of course, the whole thing's bollocks. Um, but, you know, I, I sort of regurgitated it as fact to Simon the other day and he was like, is that true? And I was like, actually, I don't fucking know because I read it on Reddit. And so <laughs> therefore... It's probably not. Because people are obsessed, though, like you said about Game of Thrones, with being original. And they can't, if they read if they read the ending to their 
thing on Reddit and they're like, oh shit, this guy's figured it out. I don't want to seem to be copying him. And also, if it's, if it's that obvious, then I'm going to fucking have to change it, aren't I? Make it more unpredictable. And it's like it's like the same thing with, with games. Like if there's a mod, a popular mod for something in the game, you can guarantee that that game is not putting that thing into their game anymore. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, like, it's almost like the antithesis of what they want to put in their games because someone else has, has had the original idea and they're terrified of... I don't know, getting copyright striked by a fan or some bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Or being accused of plagiarism of some fan. You know, it's like, oh, well, why do why would we use, buy the DLC when we could just use this guy's mod? It's like, oh, I don't know. Like, you can see the thought process. And, and I think Reddit is this easy place to get criticism. And people want to want to hear what people think of their stuff they like to have, get their penis stroked by, by it's it's very hard to get feedback i think this is the essential problem if you're a tv show maker or a filmmaker or a game maker or any and you're making any kind of media how do you get feedback from people how? reddit's a ready source of it that's it it's all curated it's very hard to get any other feedback you know what you're gonna do tweet out and say what do people think of the new spider-man movie <laughs> it's like no one's gonna fucking tweet and, re- and <laughs> coherent response to it but if you read like a thread in the r slash movie critic sub fucking reddit and they're all like there's a thread called addressing problems with the coherency of the new spider-man franchise you know and it's full of armchair it's a, it, it, it works both ways you know, though they, right they think that some of that stuff is valuable to some them. of the negative feedback is not at all useful but then some of the positive feedback is not at all useful either you know what i mean like it, it's one of those things you sometimes you like you like if say you make a tv show and then you asked on twitter or reddit or whatever you know what's your what's your opinion like just to try to get like a general sense or whatever it's it's so off. Like you can never get anything like uh, good from that, right? Because some people will say they like it, um, even if they don't like it. You know what I mean? Like just because whatever it's it's you or something. And then sometimes the 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 negative criticism is so weirdly specific and not not at all relevant or or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's just I don't know why anybody would bother to. It's weird to ask on social media for an opinion on anything. It's crazy. Right. Who's going to answer? Either people with nothing better to do, who probably, you know, who cares? If, if, like, they're, if there's people trolling Reddit all day looking to respond to something, they're probably obsessed with that thing. If they're obsessed with it, can you really take their opinion? Are they the average viewer? Like I say any, any show or product or game that goes out and is selling lots of copies and doing well. Yeah. That's your feedback. I don't know. Like that's I've, it. Like if I if I'm ever asked for feedback on anything, okay, say say somebody asks you for feedback on something and it's something that you know like a bit about. Even. But do you know this person? You yeah, maybe you do or maybe you don't. It doesn't really matter. But say you know Maybe you have children, maybe you won't. You, you know you know a bit about the subject enough to, enough to have an opinion on it, right? Even yeah. if somebody asks me what do you think of this? If if generally I liked it, I would just say, yeah, I like it. Whatever. You know, like I wouldn't I would never go specifically into, you know, points or like if I'm streaming and I'm playing a game and I've played a game for like hundreds of hours and there's a couple of things about it that uh, I don't agree with or I think are broken or whatever, I'll I'll mention. But that's like a really invested thing, right? I've played this for like 200 hours in front of a bunch of people and it's like you say, like, I, I might say, oh, this is kind of broken or this doesn't work or whatever. And then people in the chat are like, oh, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. It's kind of broken or whatever. Um, and then that's that, that's just sort of like your opinion on it. Oh, my but God. But if somebody's on Twitter, like, what do you think of the new Marvel movie? And I saw it and 
after I left the movie, in a general sense, I was satisfied with the movie. I'd just say, yeah, it's it's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like I would never go into it. Like fuck it, who cares? I, I just it's just weird. I, I, I don't. I do have some respect for people who criticism for for a living and can pinpoint obvious things. Because I've, I've, for example, I recently give, I was given an early edition of Humankind and I was told to fill in this whole like survey right about about it and i was like yeah sure sure sure. and i went through and as i looked at it i just was like i played the game for like four or five hours and i I was like i realized that i just couldn't answer these fucking questions coherently i like i had a good time but and it was but and it was it was it was fine um and i didn't know whether i was just happy with it (laughs) do you know what i mean i didn't have anything to say i didn't have any criticism but even then like i felt like I didn't wasn't really able to say what things I liked and what things I didn't like to what things I would change. I, I didn't I didn't know how to change them. I was like I had a good think about it and like what and I I, I had an enjoyable experience, but I just could, I couldn't answer these questions. It was like you know because it was like oh how did you rate this thing on a scale of one to ten? And I was like where, five. Where, where we t- and I just spent the whole time like going down the middle and like I was like it's okay. It's like it's all good. It's good, but is it like is it a ten good or is it a what is this nine re- good? what is this relating I just, I felt to though? So like what idiotic? Like is it a like a book, a movie? Sorry, I missed like what it was a game. So it's oh, I played game. a game. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, um, it's it's the new civilization from Endless Legend. People who've joined. Um, oh yeah, is it series. good? It looks good. Yeah, well, I can't really talk about oh, it. Oh yeah, but, uh, but but they 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 put out like um like an hour long demo thing for everyone oh, to right, play okay, recently, yeah. and they're gonna do a few more. So you get to see it yeah but yeah i mean i'm i'm excited but but i just i just felt like i i sometimes really struggle to some i i don't know if you get this and maybe it's just me but sometimes like i watch something and i really enjoy it and then i read uh, someone's criticism of it and they're like oh yeah it had all these things wrong with it and i'm like i agree with all of that i'm like yes i agree that these things were bad this thing and they say they say you know they end up and if i'd read that review first i probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much um, but because I didn't read the review, I actually quite enjoyed it while I was there. Well, yeah, I but a, I think quite fun it's a personal time. thing, isn't I, it? I, I get that with movies a lot. Yeah. Like if I if I if I go in to see a movie blind, I'll come out, and often it's only after I've spoken to other people and they point out things that were bad about it that I'm like, oh yeah, I guess so. I mean, but it's like it, it is weird. But that's my point: is that when they ask for feedback, the kind of people that give that feedback extensively are either obsessive. Or obsessed with their own opinion. Yeah, there's a big or, there's a big difference, right? Like, if your criticism is like of a of a technical nature, and what I mean by that is like, you know, maybe like the the effects aren't like up to up to scratch. The acting's not very good. Maybe the dialogue's not written very well. Maybe there's parts of the story that just aren't written very well, or it doesn't like you know fuse together well into like the the arc or whatever. Then yeah, okay, sure. Criticism, like I, I can agree with that kind of stuff. But it's such a <clears throat> reading a book or going to a movie or something like that. It's not for you to change, right? Like it's it, you're either in the mood to see a movie like that or like there's so many factors to it, right? Yeah, you're in a good mood. You're gonna like the movie. You're in a you're you're in the mood to watch a movie on that specific genre or topic because you're into that sort of thing at the time. You're gonna like it. You're like, you know what I mean? There's there's so many things that go into it, was, it that you can't. For me, like it's all about like holding my attention, right? Like 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 when I watched your um flight sim video of you just flying around, I was wrapped with attention for the whole thing. Okay. Right. Like, I mean it was like and a then 10 I, second I, clip. It, so <laughs> No, but it was like no, it was like <laughs> well you flying through Ottawa for like t- it's ten minutes long. Oh right. Um, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Dude. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, and the same I thing with you, you did like a full like ten minute tour of San Francisco where you oh, just talked that, yeah, about that one. Yeah. And you made bullshit up. So they're out. You can watch them on Sips's YouTube channel. But this is a great plug like, for me. I, I, am I the new? Am I this week's sponsor or something? Without knowing? No. It? Oh, right. Uh, we don't have a sponsor this oh, week. Right. Uh, actually, we might have some coming I'll, up. I'll so sponsor this week. If you guys okay. keep talking about uh, my YouTube videos and stuff. YouTube.com/slash/sips. Is that, does that work? Well, actually, um, I, I did sort of state to myself in my mind and nobody else that I had some talking points that I wanted you to cover. It needed to be a certain length, and there was some other technicalities that you missed out on, but I'll right. let it slide. I had to repeat the name of the YouTube this, channel this is, at the front and back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It has to be further. If it's an hour-long podcast, it has to be between six minutes and 54 minutes. Yeah. It, can't be at the, it can't be at the end. Yeah. Um, anyway, getting distracted. I, I, as all it matters for me is that it it holds my attention yeah. mostly i think that's that's something that's that's good like i i the ones i don't like like i remember watching that leonardo dicaprio what's it called um great the great gatsby movie and everyone rates about it everyone the, loves di- it, the island blah, blah. of dr monroe no I, some movies like i just i just <laughs> kept getting distracted and couldn't couldn't get on with them yeah. i don't think i particularly liked well i'm like that, that I, i'm like that on a plane i can't watch a movie on a plane I'm constantly distracted, and I just can't like immerse well, no, myself. But sometimes, into a if movie. you've got a really good one, it'll pull you in, and that'll distract you for two no, hours, and that'll be on a what I need. I, like I, I want it to desperately because I want the flight to be over at any given time in the flight, but. Uh, it just never. I'm always like distracted. Like there's a little bump or something. I'm like, oh fuck, what's that? You're know, like, I gotta stop everything I'm doing and really think about that for ten minutes. What, what was that bump? I think something what really good could just suck you in, though, uh, right? It, like almost like put you on autopilot. Uh, my brain's just not ready to be sucked in by anything like on a plane for some reason. <laughs> do you know what? It's do you know impossible. what I've been doing this morning and yesterday evening just to change the subject? I, I, I'm having a no. I'm having to go through. A list of games. I'm doing something um, in a in a in a week or so, and I, I had to go through a list of games on Steam that aren't out yet. Right, and they're they're all sort of potential. I guess some of them are doing demos, or you know, they're they're all sort of indie devs, basically. Well, they do. Games. So like 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 the Tidy Teams Festival that we did. Right, that kind of thing. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Go for it. Ninety nine percent of these games are so fucking bad. I, I honestly cannot believe it. I don't know what is happening. What do you mean? Well, all, all almost all of the games on Tiny Teams were really good. Right. I've got a couple of games here that I'm waiting to come out. And what I've noticed, Flax, is that they do this thing. They do like this, this prologue thing, right? When the game isn't ready. So you can play like Barn Finders, for example, did it did this recently i know you didn't like barn finders i didn't really like that was so bad it was pretty bad but so before the game came out maybe a month before it came out they did barn finders the prologue and it was like you could play like 15 minutes of the game you know it was like basically some of like the opening cutscenes, the tutorial and then you had like you know, five minutes to play. Right, the rest I, I of think the that's a good idea. Uh, it's kind of a good idea, but it's such a, I don't know, it's like, I just want the whole game, you know? Just like, yeah, uh, no, I understand that. But my, my point is that, that there are an awful lot, first of all, there seems to be a huge subset of gamers out there who will buy games that are adventure games where you have to marry an anime character of some kind. Yeah. Uh, normally you're in charge of some kind of school or academy. Right. And there are a lot of scantily <laughs> clad, really very young looking. Lou's <laughs> getting really uh, excited about that. Yeah. Teenage girls. <laughs> and you're you're so oh my god, you're so right. If you look at Steam Spy ever, which I try and do quite regularly because I'm interested in new games, 
there's always fucking some anime so romance, many. So like female protagonist, many. sexual content thing at the top. And honestly, you you are right. Like, I there's a there's a Twitter that I follow called um, Steam Trailers in Five Seconds or whatever, and that's basically post any new game that gets posted on Steam. The trailers get auto shortened and uploaded to this Twitter feed, and me and a bunch of other people follow it. And it's co- I'm constantly seeing really shitty games. Just in awful. There. Like, awful, awful, awful game. The top of new and trending on Steam for me right now is Kandagawa Jet Girls, which looks like it has... That's personalized to your it taste. It looks like it has so everything that you described. That's based on things that you've previously I don't own a single into. anime game, though. I know you don't. I know. So I don't know why, uh, like, this stuff... We, well, no, new and trending isn't, like, um, curated for you, though, is it? It's, uh, it's no, your it's queue, not. like, the you browse your queue thing. Which I've had a couple of stinkers come up in my queue on stream before as well, <laughs> like this game called Perfect Lover. Because I've got the I got the filter off, so it shows the adult games. And I, stuff. I have the filter on anything that has the word anime in the title, any sexual content stuff gone. I do not want to fucking see it. But what if it's uh, um? What if it's like um a game like um. Uh, like I don't know, like not. I'm not saying like a game by Rockstar, but you know, what if it's like something like Hotline Miami or whatever, like something that's like that su- wouldn't be under that filter. No, no, but what if it did accidentally come under it one wouldn't. of those filters and then you it missed wouldn't. it? That's it what wouldn't. I'm. All oh, right. Okay. Also, if it was good, people would talk about it. Sure. I'm talking about just the constant recommendations that Steam gives you for shit. Like you go and look at new games, and I'm just going through them. I'm like, these all look bad. These are bad, bad, bad. So many of them are just like, how many particle effects can we cram on screen? Frenetic 2D action. It's just, it's just mindless flashing lights. There's so well, I mean, many. I just can't stand really, them. This is why I've been going through all the old AAAs. Like Death Stranding was amazing. Horizon Zero Dawn, really, really fun. Really oh, enjoyed that. I haven't that. played that yet. I it's keep, really fun. Keep saying it's I'm just, going to, right? But, but those are AAA can't. titles. I'm saying indie titles that are not dreck, like absolute dreck. And they're few and far between. And it it worries What's me. Dreck. It worries me because you get what does Drek mean? Drek means fucking awful. Right. When did? Where's that? What's that I term? Think he just I, made how it am up. I still learning new terms? Drek. Just make it up. No, I haven't made it yeah. up. It's a fucking word. People out there will know. Right. There are plenty of people who have heard the word Drek, and they'll know what I, think, I mean. I think there is a little bit of a dearth of a really big indie title that we haven't played yet. Because the reason is because last week everyone was obsessed with Flight Sim. This week everyone's been obsessed with PGA Tour. Oh baby! Oh man, it is so good. Though. We, me and Sips oh. have been. Like, Hey, I played against um, I played against Crendor last night, Flax. Oh yeah, I we saw, did a best yeah. of three. Man, my opening game was such a stinker. Fuck, I like dumped Dude, it in I, the you water. You got so angry, it actually put oh, me off I, I find with it you. super frustrating. Like, it, do you know what it is? Like, um, uh, speaking of Reddit, I was reading um, this thread on Reddit yesterday about um, me um, getting angry at uh, at golf. And uh, somebody in the thread was saying like, oh, you used to be so chill. You never used to get angry or whatever, like, you know, when you did YouTube (laughs) stuff. And um, I thought about that. I was like, yeah, it's true. I didn't really, I don't remember ever getting like overly frustrated or angry or whatever. But but when I did lots of YouTube stuff, I never really played any competitive games. Most of the games I played were single player, sorry, story, like adventure-y kind of games that weren't frustrating or like management games where you built stuff or whatever. I like I I still play a lot of those games, but I find more so now, especially with through streaming, because some of these games are great. Like PGA, like the whole career thing is really fun. And I feel like 
I feel like for streaming, that's something that's like not too bad to watch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you yeah. See like, yeah. I, I think the issue is, I don't think it's just, I don't think it's just to do with the games that you play. I think it's also, there is a difference between playing a game on your own and playing a game knowing that people are watching. Yeah, and criticizing and you as it's, well. Yeah, it's like having people over your shoulder when you're doing something. The big, one, in, in, the big one with PGA Golf is everybody's constantly... Because there's, there's the difficulty settings for your swinging and stuff like that is right, separate right. to the difficulty settings of the course, right? So people see the difficulty setting on the course and they're like, oh, he's fucking playing on easy, he's a fucking idiot. And it's like, no, no, I'm not. Like my... The, the actual swing timing and everything, I'm not playing on easiest. And that's the, the hard part of the game. The courses vary from like easiest right, to right. hard or whatever. But it doesn't matter because like as long as you're getting your swings timed properly, you're, you're landing the ball like where it needs to and stuff like that, that it, it's irrelevant. But like it's such a big sticking point for Twitch chat, like so the difficulty that you're playing at and how... And how how somehow you 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 might land a shot and they just will not accept it. They're like, "Oh fuck, there's some fucking magic here. Like this guy sucks at games. Like there's no way I'm allowing this. I can't Dude, accept that this guy a could guy in maybe chat, be good at a game. Like there's no this way." Guy in chat accused me of cheating and said he was going to report me to 2K Games and like stomped off. Yeah. And it was because, you, you know, your chat was like obsessed that my, my shots were too straight. The up and down was too straight, even yeah. though my timing was awful. The up and down on my, the controller I've got is very limited. It's not like a very wide range of motion, which is actually quite helpful. So I can go back and forward, back and forward on it quite consistently because I just don't think it has that range of motion that like a proper Xbox or PS controller has. Yeah. This was the topic of conversation the entire time I was streaming. What difficulty is he streaming at? What controller has he got? Is he hacking? And it, like constantly to the point where it actually, if, if like that was what made me angry, the game that didn't make me angry, it was just sometimes be like, oh. I played two games this week that I really sort of wasn't into. Uh, one was Elite Dangerous. Oh man, right? such a tedious and, game. Uh, I, I found it hard to get into that too. And the thing is, Okay, I, I know people listening to this right now are love Elite Dangerous. Yeah, ju absolutely. jumping out of their seat, getting ready to scream <laughs> at us and stuff. Okay, I don't hate Elite Dangerous for the record. Uh, not at not no, at all. I had a nice time, but I had to set myself in this sort of slower mindset where I wasn't going to use my brain. Really, I was just going to point in a direction, sort of spin around and zoom somewhere and sort of idle watching Starfields go by while I sort of got to a location. I, li I like all that stuff, but I find with Elite, you just have to be, you have to be in the mood to um, really invest in something for the long haul. It's not, a, it's not, it's not a game that is enjoyable. I feel like if, just, I feel like if I'd smoked a load of weed, I would have enjoyed it a yeah, lot more, yeah, yeah. I think. But don't you just find like when I played it, I don't know, I did play it a few years ago now. It was just, Everything that you do takes like five times longer than I thought it would take. It's not a fast-paced game. No. It's a very slow-paced game. Take getting in your ship and taking off, docking, all that shit. It was just like like in the old Elite, I was a, I was blown away by the original Elite when I played it. I used to play it on my Commodore. I loved it. It was it felt incredible, even though it looked like shit, you know, compared to games now. At the time, it was like, oh my god, this is incredible. A similar pace as well. It was honestly. it was great. Yeah, and there was a lot of just flying about, looking at the prices of things, making notes and everything. Like I, you know, it was fun um, because it was it was new and there wasn't anything like it. 
But when I play games like that now, I just I do not have the patience no. to spend doing and, and learning all these incredibly in, intricate controls and everything. Yeah, I think it um, just drives me mad. I liked uh, Freelancer. I thought Freelancer did a good job of not being uh, overly sort of like heavy on the controls and stuff. Like it felt arcadey, but it had you know just some nice bits to it trading and um it's just easier to get around and stuff like that right i don't know yeah just that was like, quite quite popular i like i like freelancer i could play another freelancer but elite is i i, I think it's it, i think it's it i think it's great i just don't think it's for me you know what i mean and and some people really struggle with that like they just think yeah. that you should love their favorite game or whatever and i i appreciate that it, it's it's probably great but I just can't get into it. I mean, I guess it's the same with me and Dota. You get people saying, I just don't understand how you can play this and it just looks so dense. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. It's the same thing. I don't know. Like sometimes I've played a couple of games in the last couple of years. Obviously my favorite game of the last couple of years was the Return for the Obra Dinn. Oh man. Which is amazing. Really, really, really good actual game. Like something really different, really fun. I want to see more games like that. See, that's an indie game. Yeah. By by that one was a guy, fantastic I think. Indie game, yeah, Lucas Pope. He made Papers Please, right? And yeah. you think? Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't know if there were other people involved, but I remember it took him quite some time to make it, which made me think it probably was just him. That's incredible. I'm not saying every game has to be as good as the Obra Dinn, but at least no, he and had the other game, an idea yeah. for a game, and it was intriguing, and he carried it, it through. Very, it was very, it was very original, and everything yeah. like that. I think it is. It shows how hard it is to get a really good original idea. But some really of these does. games, it's a studio making it, and I just think, what is this? At what point did you look at this and think this will be fun? Well, you're and right. You, I, I look at the and the, often they just go with the safe bet of what's been done before. They're like, okay, let's just make Assassin's Creed, but in the future with robots, and you know, you're basically going to climb up onto a point, and it's, but instead of a tower, it's going to be a giant giraffe robot. Yeah. I'm talking about Horizon Zero right, Dawn. Right. It's basically, you know, it's it's like it's the same game as they or third person controller based thing that works. You know, they they have to they can't take risks right, with these right. big mega budget games that are developed by hundreds and hundreds of people. But what I'm saying um, is, I feel like too many of the the indie dev games that I I've been looking at are either you think there must be a troll. Like, I think this has to be a joke, right? There's no way someone's made this thinking people will like this. They've come up with one idea. They're like, what if we had uh, like a shooter, but you're a dog and you shoot uh, bones at people? You're like, okay. <laughs> and then, I mean, I'm not even kidding. That's the kind of shit you have. Yeah, you're right. It's like they're drawing things out of a hat. <laughs> right, it's like literally. Like a randomizer. It's like yeah, when they, yeah, you yeah. know, with South Park, how they said that Family Guy's written, they get some manatees to, to pick things out of a tank or something. It's like that. They chuck a bunch of things in a hat. Draws. Okay, so uh, cutesy anime girls, and what's this? Uh, battle arena and uh, tile based combat. Okay, yeah, let's do that. It's like, well, what is this? I would play that. I would play that. That's what I want. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I almost play every single turn-based game. Okay, with tiles. imagine this though: a turn-based game where you're a, a guy out in the wilderness. Okay, and you can build. <laughs> Hang on a, a second. Log, I think I know where this is going. And you could go hunting or fishing or whatever. Oh my god! Um, it doesn't even have to be turn-based. Actually, let's just throw that one out the window. It's it's real time. Oh, I'm not. It I'm looks out. Like Red Dead. Two, graphics wise, but you can do right. all this. Like, oh man, I I'm at the point now where I think of uh, a game, and that's what I want to play. A bit like Flax with when he was on Pitch Please. He woke up in the morning. We and he's started like, just I, playing games in our yeah, mind. Yeah, that's it. 
Well, the ones that are coming out just aren't aren't up to scratch. This is what gets this is what gets me is the, the, these people know how to code. They know how to but animate. This is what I did when I was a kid, right? When I was a kid, I couldn't play games, so I played games with my mind. Right, but what, this is the thing, Lewis. Is I, I'm. It's like it's frustrating to me because I can see that there must be some technical ability to these people to be able to make this game. It clearly runs. Right? It's got animations, it's got everything, but there's no idea. We have two ideas right here. Dudes in Alaska and Untitled Crime Empire game, right? Yeah. Because the one that everyone said, oh, Piran, have you seen? So-and-so just came out and it sounds like the game you made. No. It's shit. No, yeah. The, it looks like shit. You get that all the time. It just sounds like, and it's some game that is nothing like what you've described. Uh, you get that a lot right. as well. My, the, the latest one that chat tried to get me on is, I really enjoyed playing Hitman 2 a lot. And I was like, fuck, I could really go for another game that's like Hitman 2. So then every game that they've ever wanted me to play in the past that I've always like <laughs> poo-pooed and said, no, I'm not playing it. Now they've started saying, it's just like Hitman, you'll love it. It's like right. some fucking card game. Like, if you right. fucking play this card game, it's exactly <laughs> like Hitman, you'll love it. It's like, well, okay. That's the trick. It's they the found trick. The, little, yeah. the little trigger. They found the loophole. Because you didn't play Hitman for the longest time because you thought it was, you thought it wasn't, well, just, you just thought it was bad or something, didn't you? I I just, just thought didn't. it was going to be dumb. I just thought, you know what? I, and I even tried it at one point and thought, you know, I, after people going on and on and on about it, I thought, oh, fuck, you know, it's probably pretty good. It's this big AAA game or whatever. And uh, I played the the free version. I was like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand why people love this so much. But then when I really got into it, I was like, fuck, it just clicked. And I was like, oh my God, I can see why people love and this. that's one of these ones. It's yeah. so good, Jesus. But it's the things that make Hitman feel good are not necessarily what you think. Exactly, that yeah. Oh, gonna yeah. be, you know. Oh, it's so I think satisfying. It's weird the recommendations that you, I get when I'm streaming. Like, I think most people know that I play Dota. I play CSGO from time to time. Uh, we play, what else do we Anime play? Anime stuff. Anime titty-based yeah. games, anything I've set. Seen you it's always in a fucking them. academy. Why is it always in some kind of school or academy? Why is it always a match four or like one of those assemble the puzzles with those squares I as just well? don't it's understand. Like, Why is it always, it must be. I mean, this is, these are games. Isn't that, that, by the way, isn't that the worst puzzle of all time? The one with the, the picture which broken up into squares and you have to slide squares. Yeah, just awful. I like, hate those. Just awful. Isn't that the worst puzzle uh -huh. ever? That's what we had before we had computers. That, I mean, you would always get one of those. It was like it was like fucking Mickey Mouse, and it was a jumble. You had to slide the tiles around. There's one free square, right? And you have to slide. If anyone them. makes that game, that's and it. It's not for a student programming project. I want to be able to shoot them in the face through the internet. Just there should be a device that's coded up. Steam, just set it up. That will just it'll just delete your game if you upload that. I, to, I wonder how much these games that come out change. Like, okay, look, I'm I'm on Steam right now. Let me go to the front page here. There's a bunch of those um, sort of shitty puzzles that we've seen, like the pipes one, joining up pipes. Jeremy, like it used to be like a, a one of these games in Mass Effect or whatever, where you would like have a have a hacking mini game, you know, or whatever, and it would be some dumb. They'd I'd add some dumb old school shitty two D horrible your grandma might play it wanky game right. you know okay i'm looking like, at this ugh. game right now called i iratus lord of the dead okay oh my god that's so bad i played it yeah it looks terrible okay <laughs> this is me okay i come to steam i see a picture of a game where there's some dude with like some fucking tribal markings tattooed to him and he looks he's got red eyes and long gross hair and a crown and it's all like dark and dingy looking or whatever. 
that's an instant turnoff for me. I like I don't. Also, that's ninety percent of the games. I just don't get like um. Uh, I just. But I'm sure it's great. Like the recent reviews are mostly positive. All the reviews, there's been tons of them, are very positive. I there's six people uh, from my friends list that own this game. One person has it wish listed. Like yeah, it's okay. It's, it's terrible. Actually, it's it's, it's like terrible. A, it's terrible. It's Don't like listen a, to this. It's like a bad version of Slay the Spire meets Dark. Right. Dungeon. Okay. So yeah. So it's a card. Here's yeah. my card. problem. The animations are fucking abysmal. The gameplay is incredibly <laughs> slow. It's taken a brilliant concept, Slay the Spire and added completely unnecessary complexity to it, like this god-awful crafting system and fucking old socketing of stuff. Fuck off! Slay the Spire was good because it was just pure, perfect gameplay. It's simple. All these games copying are like, what if it was Slay the Spire, but we fucked it up okay, by throwing a this, salad this at is it what I was trying and to, seeing what sticks? This is what I was, th- was thinking about before, though. I wonder, like, what the sort of concept of this game was like before they added all the stuff. Cause I feel like you, you have the core of a game where it's like, I have an idea for a game and that idea for a game doesn't include all of the like hook stuff, right? The stuff that's going to, you know, shift, shift copies of it. Right. So like, like in this case, it's probably like, do you, do you think that this, this game was born of Slave the Spire? Or do you think the concept for this game was something else, but then they were like, Slave the Spire is really big now, so let's make it like Slave the Spire. But it, was, it, it might no, have just been I a think completely they, different game. A lot of games tried to copy Slay the Spire. Right. Which, I mean, this is the other thing, is that when we get one of these games coming along, like Slay the Spire, the reason I've got so many hours in it is because all these other games that try to copy it just try to copy it and stick other shit on. They don't put an interesting twist on it. They just think, how can we add more detail to this and get some of that Slay the Spire money? That's, I assume it must be that cynical because you cannot make a game this bad with so little love. There's, there's no love in it. There's no, there's no purity. All these games like Obradin and Slay the Spire, at heart, they are simple. You can describe them in one sentence without all this extra shit that they chuck on. It drives me up the cocking Whoa! Uh, Oberdin was great. I think it's it's tough because when you are envisioning a game, you and or when you finish Slay the Spire and you think I really enjoyed that, I want to play something similar. And and I think that there is an audience for that. And that there's also in the same way that you know you finish Assassin's Creed, you want to play Assassin's Creed Two. You finish like Assassin's Creed, you want to play Horizon series, and it's familiar enough. Do I, I, mean don't, I don't want to like, give them any more praise than I than I would to someone I, I suppose making what you're a, saying is that it does it does stifle creativity. It does because but. it's the same with films. It's like you know, do you remember when when superhero movies were a thing? Everybody started making fucking superhero movies. When zombie movies were a thing, everybody started making zombie well, movies. Yeah, that... But they were all fucking shit, and some of them cost an awful lot of money, and they were fucking awful. Yeah. And I just and there were tons of books set in, about zombies. Everything zombie, 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 zombie. And half the fucking games on Steam was something to do with zombies, and no one was doing anything original apart from like one or two people. And I just think, you know, if, if you actually stopped for a second and thought, yes, zombies are popular, but that doesn't mean there isn't room for something else, uh, or we can do, do something I, interesting. I think it's a very scary thing. It's a very, uh, lots of people, first of all, lots of people can't take the risk. And second of all, when they take the risk and make something, they once they've created and put all this effort and time and money into making it, they realize it's not fun to play because they never were really able to get their hands on it properly. You know, like sometimes like Hitman, stuff like this, like sounds like it, it's got enough elements in it that, makes it reliably okay it's going to be okay you know whereas something like you know you put out Oberdin, it might just be really not fun um you know but 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 for the only people who could take risks anyway this is why with your 
um, thousand indie games or whatever you have to look at. I think you're going to have to just have a little sort through and see if you can find some good ones because there I will have. be some we, absolute we have. gems yes, in there. Yes, and that's there the thing. Out of gems. all of this, you see some things you think, all right, this is actually quite interesting. Um, and some of them have like a, a really cool look. I, I absolutely understand being inspired by, if you want to put it that way, or as another way, copying other games. That is absolutely fine. There are plenty of games that are copies of other games that are good. Slay the Spire didn't invent card-based combat. Absolutely, they did not. But they did it really well. And I just, I worry that a lot of these devs are just churning something out. They've obviously got talent. They can do what they do. I just wish they would wait, get a really good, the idea has to be the core of it. Yeah. I'd worry that they jump in and sort of code something and they think, all right, what can I add to this? You, I, I would rather they spent fucking six months getting the idea perfect. They need but like to, you said, they need, like, like so, they need someone who's maybe has crafted an idea over years, who has visited cold reaches in the north of, of Canada, someone who's considered what it's like deeply. They've thought about living in a cabin. Oh. They've played a lot of games. Yes. They, they need an inspiration. They need a figure. Right. A, yes. A, a designer, if you will. But that's why someone, a, a lot creator. of these people, I think, try to do the designing and the coding, but they are two very, very, very different things. And I think often people who are unbelievably good coders and can obviously do it, don't actually know what's fun, yeah. and that's a problem. You need some. You need somebody who's enlightened. You need somebody who's young, attractive, and just has a great idea. You know, like Bill Gates with Windows ninety five. That, that was a great <laughs> idea. Okay. Um, so my idea, dudes in Alaska, is a great idea as well. And I'm young and attractive and enlightened and I feel like I could design the shit out of this game. All I need is people You know Windows 95 back and back and forward. Yeah. You know, knows it inside you know, out. Yeah. Um, and all I need is a couple of million dollars and a, and a couple of people <laughs> who know how to do things like do a art. A million dollars. Do some programming. Some, don't sell some it short, system. dude. This is a billion dollar idea. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's going to generate a billion dollars, but it's right, not right, going to cost a okay. billion dollars to produce. You're saying the seed capital that you require yes. is but a just humble, a yeah. Just a couple of million dollars, and then we're on our way. We're going we're gonna to make the best fucking video game that you've... See, Lewis is already putting in his bank details to transfer the money over. He's like... I'm amazed. Yeah, I'm doing it. Right, okay, that's enough. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. Yeah. Um, we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.